The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Happily back for another week of NASCAR talking. It is, of course, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb, as always. I am back, and I'm Rod Gomez, and we are here to recap the weekend in 15 different tracks across America for three different series. Uh, yes, it was an eventful week, not just for the races on the track, but for me as well. Uh, my Army duties tore me away for a little while. And listen, Cody, as as modern as our Army is today, they cannot figure out a way for me to be able to do shows and work at the same time. I need to write my congressman. Yes, uh, I would appreciate if you do because I, I like sitting on this side of the uh, the table a little better than sitting on that side. I am so happy to have you back. Uh, luckily, I found some great guests to hold us down while you were gone, but uh, nothing beats doing it with you, being here and uh, and letting you do the hard part, and I just sit here and, and blabber. <laughs> hey, listen, and hats off to Derek Yoder. Obviously, you guys know him and love him from past episodes. Uh, Mike Bachman as well as uh, John Ginder and uh, Gindy 500, which, of course, you know him as well from the Slack chat. A week away, and I already don't remember where we're at. Discord channel. And uh, and Matt Saltz, too, jumping on in uh, in Cup. Oh, boy. It was uh, yeah hectic week, but uh, glad we got all the shows in. Thanks for for hanging on with us and suffering through my horrible ad reads and and, uh, hosting abilities and uh, waiting for Rod's beautiful golden tones to be back no my friend you did a fabulous job i for one was wondering if i was going to have my job when i came back because i figured that sean and ryan were going to figure out that they can cut the costs by just having you on uh and and just kind of axing me out of it so i was like let's let's uh well uh luckily luckily for you i don't think either one of them are nascar fans much so no i'm just kidding (laughs) but uh yeah and rod again even though you were gone uh doing your army duties you still did all the behind the scenes getting the audio pulled, getting the audio put up. I just had to hit uh, start and stop and, and stumble through it. So thanks for thanks for holding down the, the ship on that side of things. And uh, boy, I'm happy to have you back. Uh, man, get to, to, to recap some races. We got uh, got some more racing this week before a week off next week. And uh, yeah, 
It's good to be back. I will tell you that right now. I sorely missed every single one of you. I tried to hop in the Discord, the Discord uh, about as much as I possibly could over the course of the weekend. Um, I was lucky enough to be able to watch all three races. So while I may not have been able to lay bets on them, I was able to watch them. And let me tell you right now, Cody, it is a vastly different experience watching a race and not sweating the finishing positions of every single driver on that track. It is a freeing experience to watch a race and not care where uh, Tyler Reddick finishes or, you know, if uh, if Eric Jones finds a way to not have the legacy curse follow him and, and Gragson doesn't blow up. Man, uh, I'm telling you right now, it's just, it's a weird experience. I, I can't say that I would do it every week. But I think every you know every few yeah. weeks you should take a step back and and just watch a race for watching a race sake. Yeah, nice little nice little reset there. I, I do I like to do that with like uh, dirt track races and stuff. Like if I find that you know flipping through the TV and, and you see a race that's on, I'll be like, okay, I'll turn this on. And then there's that part of me that's always like, man, can I hang with this if I don't have any action on it? Like <laughs> then I'm trying to I'm like looking through the lineup. I'm like, okay. If I was going to bet on this, which car number would I want to, which guy's name do I like the best? Like, I don't know anything about any of this, but. Uh. <laughs> Welcome to my Olympic handball experience. I was always <laughs> like, I don't know who I want to go for. So which country do I think is cooler? So that's what I'm going go. for. But no, listen, I, and to me, like watching, watching these races and, and just knowing what you guys had on them, I was definitely pulling for a lot of what you guys had. A lot of smart bets. Uh, on the weekend i know that yeah we actually had a a fairly decent week uh, a few voided vet bets here that we'll get into obviously uh but yeah and then a couple of bad beats too i, I know derek man he was so close to cash and zane uh but Ugh. but there were still still quite a few solid things that that we hit this week and uh i was a little again no outrights this week but uh i was still pretty happy with uh overall how how the bets performed on the, on the week and it feels like everybody in the Discord, too, had, had a good time sweating along with everybody as well. I'm yeah. telling you right now, Cody, it, if you follow along with the progress of, of the beginning of the season, the, the, the kind of talk at the beginning of the season, to now that we're just about, we're pretty much halfway through. We're actually, you know, the All-Star race is halfway, but we're really half-star. I'm telling you, the intelligence level of that Discord channel, you, I mean, you guys... <laughs> You don't even need us anymore, but I'm glad you keep us around. Yeah, yeah don't tell them that because they might actually <laughs> not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some of the man, these those guys are on it. Uh, you got guys in there watching old races. Like, I don't even get a chance to watch every old race back. And like, some of these guys are doing the second the other race ends. Like, man, so yeah, sh shout out to those guys uh, holding it down over there. And always, I mean, they're they're waiting for lines to drop and jumping on stuff right away and and calling stuff out. So it's uh, it's a great time. It is a fantastic time. Uh, all right. Well, we'll we'll continue our conversation on the other side of our first break, uh, and then we will get to start talking about the bets that uh, Cody was laying down all week with our esteemed guest hosts. But let's tell you about Edge Boost. This very episode is supported by Edge Boost. Edge Boost is the world's finest. Oh, it's the first. Well, it's finest and it's first. Bet now, pay later. Visa card. Edge is currently offering up to twenty five. $100 in betting advances, which can be extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Get down now on some of your favorite futures. I'm just going to let you know right now, there will be a week off here coming pretty soon. We're going to use that to fill it with some futures episodes. 
this is a perfect time for you to get down on your edge boost. Get that $2,500 so you can start looking ahead to those futures and it doesn't really cost you all that much right now to do it. You could double up your bankroll for months. Double down now on your favorite bet you like or even use it to create an awesome middle or even hedge. Edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shark. Nah, they charge zero interest. And do you know a way you can access more money to place on your favorite bets without paying any interest? I don't. Now nah, you do. Edge Boost can also be a part of a responsible gambling plan as you can set up daily, monthly, weekly limits across all your betting accounts in just one place support us the sgpn and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge must be 21 years or older to use problem gambling call 1-800-GAMBLER all right cody as we said before there were three separate races across two tracks uh, and uh, don't get twisted. I know that in my thing it said Madison, Illinois. They weren't in St. Louis. They said they were in St. Louis, but they were not in St. Louis. Everyone's like, ah, uh, they're in St. Louis. No, no, they're in Madison, Illinois. They just say they're in St. Louis because they can see the arch, and they're the closest to the arch. And, and nobody knows where Madison, Illinois is unless this is you true. say St. Louis. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, so the, the trucks, obviously, and the cup were in. Uh, the Worldwide Technology Raceway in Madison, Illinois. And the Xfinity drivers were on that treacherous Portland track. I mean, it doesn't matter whether there's rain or there's not. That Portland track is some, a killer. Man, we got some good races, though. I mean, the finishes of both of these, the, the truck and Xfinity race, even the cup race, we'll get into that, too. 47 race. They're still restarting the what's supposed to be the shortest race <laughs> of the season. But, uh, but no, I mean extremely good finishes you could argue the best cars maybe didn't win the, the xfinity and, and truck series races uh but yeah it's uh boy it was it sure was exciting yeah and really again to be honest with you it, it was frustrating in some instances especially overtime overtime is always frustrating when you have such great racing up into the end and then you got it then you got a green white checker which in and of its own right is exciting but it's like dude I would have loved to have seen this race and under green just to see what would have happened. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's, it's just how it goes sometimes. And that's where the real sweat comes in when it comes to the bets, because e either you're already cashing a bunch of stuff and it's in danger of imploding, or you've still got some stuff you're hanging on that you're hoping that that late caution, uh, sending you in overtime will, will help you get there. So, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's real sweat time for sure. Yeah, well, the first race we'll talk about obviously ended under uh, a, a NASCAR overtime. That was the Toyota 200. It was the truck race. It was at the uh, Gateway Raceway over there in uh, in Madison. 160 laps scheduled, 162 laps run. Grant Enfinger, you're a winner. I'm kind of glad that I didn't handicap this one because I, you know, I love me some Grant Enfinger and if I think if I would have picked him to win, he wouldn't have won this race. Yeah, uh, this one, well, half my bets got voided because, of course, before going into the weekend, Corey Heim ends up being sick. Uh, so they pull him out of the truck. They moved Jesse Love from the one truck over to the 11 truck. And then Tony Bredinger jumped into the uh, into the one truck uh, to fill in. Corey Heim came into the weekend as a points leader, left the weekend still as a points leader, even despite missing the race. So... Obviously, that's going to avoid some of these bets out, but uh, 
yeah, it's uh, it was still a pretty good weekend. Uh, if you want to, we want to start with Derek's bet. He had Ben Rhodes over Jesse Love. This one was close. It was back and forth. Uh, I do think there is a difference in that one truck and the eleven truck. Obviously, at the time of recording, Love was going to be in the one truck. Um, really surprised at how well he hung in there for for being his first start. We kind of Derek and I talked about that. That was kind of the reason to fade him. We we know that he's a very good upcoming talent. We're going to be hearing a lot from him for the years to come forward. But moving up, make his first truck series start, kind of a big thing. Then he gets put in the championship leading truck. Ends up having a pretty solid day. I think until the last overtime. I think originally when I looked, actually, Love had been scored ahead of Rhodes, and it got fixed after that. So Derek did cash that one. I had Heim over Majeski. Obviously, um, did got voided, but had this uh, been the case, likely you would have cashed this with Majeski uh, going Majeski at the end there and ending up finishing 30th despite having probably the best truck on the day. Um, so, yeah. And then Derek, he had uh, Zane over Majeski, minus one twenty. Oh, that one was oh boy, vicious. this was a was a close one. But uh, luckily, after Majeski took out Zane, Zane was still able to run at the end there, uh, so he did beat that. Um, then we had the the head to head, the Venmo bet. We uh, stole a book out of out of Derek and Phil's uh, playbook over on the betting preview show where they do the truck series thing. Had the Venmo bets. Uh, I was pretty much fucked from the get-go on this one. I have paid Derek out, so uh, if, if anybody was wondering if I held up my side of the bet. But he uh, he had Matty D over Roger Carruth. I had Roger Carruth over Matty D. It was a rough weekend for Carruth, starting with not being able to qualify. Um, and then Matty D, really, I mean, he was running in third place even super late in this race. Ends up with a solid sixth-place finish. Uh, yeah, I just swing and a miss for, for me on that one, Rod. <laughs> Well, and listen, to be honest with you, we've we've just I think we've sold Matty D a little short now. This is this is the point where we have to stop. You know, we, this I don't, is our, I, I don't know why I don't I just it's I really it's like betting sexy. against that. It's guy. not sexy. Like Matty D is not <laughs> It, uh, or uh, yeah, he's just not a sexy guy to bet on, and and it's not as if we had an all out hate for him like we did Danny Hamlin, but it's just we don't feel we don't feel like he's that echelon that we should be talking about him, but. He's putting himself yeah. up there. He was sixth place last week. He well, yeah, and I think that, that that team has really stepped up. Like that Rackley War truck team has not been that good over the past. And now they're in their second season. De Benedetto, for as much as I like to hate on him, I mean, he was a Cup Series driver for a long time. He was doing a great job in subpar equipment for the most part. He maybe missed out a little bit on his chance at Wood Brothers. But, but when he was in some of those other rides, like he was getting the most out of them. Almost won at Bristol in that 95 car. Uh, and so he's obviously advanced this team a lot, and I think they've put the resources into it. And so I think he is a guy we're going to have to stop undervaluing uh, going forward here, I guess. I hate to say it, but yeah, I absolutely I agree too, with you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had uh, Christian Eckes over Grant Enfinger. These guys end up finishing first and second, unfortunately, in the wrong direction. Uh, but, you know, kind of a toss up here. Enfinger's so strange. Like he's only led very few laps this season, but he's got two wins now. Um, it's just it's been an odd season for him, but right place, right time. Uh put himself in position. Eckes had a fast truck, like I assumed. I did flip Eckes uh as my official winning pick in the Discord once the Heim news came out. Um 
at at seven to one too. And I feel like that was a good bet. He was up there throughout the day, um, but obviously that one did not cash either. Uh, Derek had Grant Enfinger top five at plus one forty. Obviously won the race, so that cashed for him. Uh, my edge double down bet of the day was Corey Heim top three. Again, voided because Heim did not race. Heartbreakingly, Derek had given out Zane Smith at plus 500. Um, and yeah, looking really good. He, he looked like he was going to win there at the end. You get into that uh, that late restart. Majeski just drove it like a bat out of hell into the corner with no chance of slowing. I don't, I don't know what he thought he was doing there. Um, and back to where we bet against him, where uh, both of us had bets against him. He, he had Zane over Ty. I had Haim over Ty. Uh, and Ty Majeski had the best truck on the day. But in the end, he did what he's been doing lately and just making stupid mistakes and not getting the result. Ends up the best truck, a chance to take the points lead with Haim being out 30th on the day and still doesn't have the points lead because, because he just made stupid, dumb mistakes instead of settling for finishing second or third. Guns it too much, ends up costing his day, ends up costing Zane Smith's day. Uh, disappointing, I guess, to say the least. But uh, so Derek missed out on that one, unfortunately. I had Corey Heim again, voided. So I added Eckes on Discord instead. That one didn't hit either at seven to one. Taylor Gray, again, it was another dart that was thrown out there. Uh, he was running decent kind of all day, ends up with a 13th place finish. Again, it's it was 20 to one. It's a long shot. He's just kind of been my go to long shot just because. Long shots haven't been super sexy in the in the truck series here lately. No, they have not. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's pretty much the wrap up on trucks. Still a pretty decent day. Um, you know, again, half the bets were avoided, so that that kind of sucked. But hit on multiple head to heads here. Uh, as long as you went with Derek on the the Matty D side of things and the end finger top five call by Derek as well uh, at plus one forty was was a good one. Yeah, it was a good race. Uh, we'll, we'll continue to kind of touch on it, but we'll definitely get to the Xfinity race after the break. Got to step away one more time to tell you about Underdog Fantasy because we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes plus plenty of ways to win with NBA, NHL, and MLB with their player prop parlays. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Look, my heart sank when Smith and Majeski did that little dance, that little that little spinneroonie at the end. That was all Majeski, man. And I, because I was really, I was pulling for Zane at that point. It's, it's, I mean, we've all documented how much we love Zane Smith this season and how good he is. And, you're right, man. Grant Enfinger was just right there. And Christian Eckes didn't even lead a single lap in this race, but put himself in the right position at the end to kind of be the the recipient had Enfinger not been able to to kind of get in there. But yeah, that was, I mean, that was an entertaining race. That had a lot of good stuff in it. And I'm telling you right now, in a in a in a season where we've seen these truck guys kind of take each other out at all ends. There wasn't a lot of of carnage. I mean, you talked about it. Majeski was out. Deegan was out. Jones, Thompson, and and uh, Greenfield were out, and that was it. Like that was not necessarily that bad for a for a truck race to have all those guys out and a lot more just kind of running. You know, I I thought that was a a good race overall. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of guys running at the end. That hit daily. Uh, daily. Haley Deegan rather. That was uh, the hit she took. Wow. 
there was some hard hits this weekend. Obviously, Gregson on Sunday. Um, man, just some some rough, rough hits on this track. Uh, but again, goes to the safety of things, and, and luckily, uh, you know, everybody walked away. Everybody seems to be okay from those. But uh, yeah, some some scary hits for sure. Yeah, there were. Um, speaking of of well, it wasn't that too many scary hits. There's a lot of scary things happening though on this uh, Xfinity race over there in Portland. You know, I'm telling you right now, I when watching this race, especially compared to last year, because I remember last year was raining, and there was so much just, I mean, it was crazy. There was sprays of water all over the place. Guys couldn't even get into that first uh, uh, corner that they had. It was just, it was pure chaos. Well, I thought, okay, the track's dry. Still pure chaos on that track. It was the Pacific Office Automation 147, 75 laps. Surprise, surprise, we needed 77 to finish that one. And it was Justin Allgaier, my favorite junior motorsports driver, that won this race. Uh, was it? Oh, no, it wasn't. It was, it was Cole, Cole Custer. Custer. <laughs> hey, he's only nine away from the prediction I gave at the beginning of the season now. Hey, hey, but he's getting up there. And listen, what's impressive is Cole drove all the way from the back of the pack to the front. So that was really. Impressive. I will give him that. He, I will say, he backed into this win. He did not earn this win, but uh, hey, a win's a win. You give it to him. Uh, yeah, if he gets nine more this season, then I won't look like such an idiot in the off season. Nah, I know you're mad, and that's okay. You you have every right to be mad, Cody. He has done you dirty and finally he got has. this one. He's, yes, he finally got one. It's uh, again close to hitting the guest pickers' uh, bets in a couple of places here. Did not, unfortunately, uh, uh, quite get that. But uh, yes, this one was uh, this was another good episode. Mike Bachman joined me. Um, he's uh, w- been working with Derek over there on the betting preview show, um, and they have been doing. Uh, he's he's done the Xfinity Series show, hosted that by himself multiple times. I got to be a guest there last week. We had a lot of fun. Uh, so he was a natural natural ask to join this week with me. Um, and yeah, he he gave out some pretty good bets. Um, and we had a pretty decent card this weekend. He started with Austin Hill over Cole Custer. Um, this was at plus money, plus 110. Both of us, Custer was the favorite going into this. Both of us kind of disagreed with that being the case. And, and I don't think we were wrong. Custer won the race. I get it. I understand that. It took overtime. It took the winners or the leaders, again, taking themselves out. Very similar to the Truck Series race where Parker Kligerman Again, I guess you got to go for it, right? This was the first, he didn't know what to do because his car lasted more than five laps. <laughs> so I understand how he was confused as to what was going on. But uh, it just, yeah, again, dove, dive bombed in there, took out uh, Creed again. Creed, a dominant day. Again, cannot find victory lane. He's just so snake bitten. Uh, it's, it's almost ridiculous at this point. But Micah called out Austin Hill over him. Hill had, I think, four fourth place finishes in a row. Decided to change it up and finish fifth this weekend. But again, another solid run on any track. It doesn't matter where you go for Austin Hill. That's what you're expecting from him. Um, And Custer, I mean, he got sent to the back. He could have easily been one of the guys spun there at the end. So I do think that was a good bet. I had Jordan Taylor over Parker Kligerman. This one was back and forth all day long. Jordan Taylor, very, very impressive. Running up in the top five, top seven or so all day. Kligerman was as well. He was about third to fifth all day long. Um, my main thing was, will Kligerman last more than five laps? Because he hasn't had a car that can do that in weeks. 
My biggest concern with Taylor was, will he get bounced around? He didn't till the end. He did get bounced around then, um, and he was one of those guys that got bounced around a little bit more at the end than Kligerman. Kligerman, again, 14th place finish after his dive bomb attempt failed, um, so it wasn't even the best day for him, but Taylor did run fall all the way back to 27th. Jordan Taylor started sixth on the day, um, so again, everything was pretty solid about Taylor's weekend until the very end. I still think I would take this bet again, uh, despite going against my against my heart having to pick against Parker Kligerman. That was... Uh, not what I love to do, but I, I do think that it was not necessarily the wrong bet to make. And and listen, Taylor impressed so much. And and again, you know, we know that ten car is is what it is, and it's the all star car for a reason. But you know, it sometimes it's not always the equipment; it's the driver as well. And so for him to be able to get into that equipment and and live up to it, I mean, sometimes it's it's a little unnerving to get into a a car you know is good and and not do it justice. So. You know, I think for him, that's that's a really good. It's his first start, right after he made his first Cup start. So, you know, it, it's just a matter of this guy. He's somebody we got to pay attention to. If he's in a car, you know, we'll have to obviously see what kind of car it is, obviously. But sometimes it's it's not just the you got to be up to it. You got to be up to the moment, and he was up to the moment. Unfortunately, like you said, he got jostled around too much. Um, and it was not necessarily a victim of his own circumstances, but but somebody else put him there. So I definitely got to keep an eye on him for sure. Yeah, we've seen solid runs from him in the nine car, filling him for Elliott at Coda, and then again this weekend. So I think if he continues to get these opportunities as he gets more comfortable with the beating and banging, that's what's so different for, about NASCAR from all these other series. Like They don't beat and bang like that in the type of racing that he's used to. Um, but as he continues to get used to it, he might become more and more of a threat. So Definitely got to keep his eye on. Uh, Mike switched his pick mid-show on this one. He was going to go with Sam Mayer over Josh Berry. Ended up going with Berry over Mayer on the plus money side of things. Boy, this was looking pretty decent, right? Sam Mayer ends up starting dead last. Josh Berry starting third. All day long, this was cashing. They flipped right at the end. Mayer finishes third. Berry in fourth. Unfortunately, he just missed that one. Um, I, again, went against my heart on this pick. Riley Herbst, it's been rough for him lately. I decided to fade him by picking Chandler Smith over him. Guess what happens, Rod? Engine failure, Riley Herbst, 32nd place. Until further notice, I guess we're just betting against Riley Herbst at this point. We were on him strong at the beginning of the season, right? And Mike and I talked about this last week. It's almost like him and Custer crossed in the night and <laughs> changed directions, right? Uh, Custer was just, everything was downhill. It was bad. It was bad. Herbst was just all these solid finishes. Then they cross pass. It's been uphill for Custer lately, downhill for Herbst. I guess both Stuart Haas cars can't be good at the same time. I don't know what the deal is there. But, uh, yes, this one did cash for me um, with, with picking Chandler Smith over Riley Herbst. Chandler Smith had his fair share of uh, incidents on the day. Early on, too. He yeah. Yes. It was a rough early. He had some early struggles. Him and Jeb Burton got into quite the pissing match. Um, go check out Chandler Smith's Twitter. There's a pretty funny video, uh, whoever his social team put together that, uh, yeah. But uh, anyways, he he beat him. Herbst, it's just, it's been freaking rough for Herbst lately. If they're going to keep giving us head-to-head opportunities, I think we're going to have to keep going against him until he can show us that he can finish. It's, we know he can do it, right? But like Parker Kligerman, until we start getting the results again, I think you're just going to have to fade him uh, in the meantime. 
Yeah, and and what's crazy is that you just this is one of those instances where we got to just go with what the the what it's been showing us lately, and it's sad because we both really do love him, and it's just it's it's frustrating to see him struggle this much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next up, Mike had Myatt Snyder top five plus one hundred. Oh, so close. Snyder ends up finishing in sixth place. Um, Snyder was more impressive than I thought he would be. I, I kind of wasn't getting all the Snyder hype, but uh, kind of hung out up top 10 all day for the most part. He was eighth in stage one, uh, I think just outside the top 10 in stage two, but ends up with a sixth place finish on the day. It's a good solid run for him in that Joe Gibbs car. Not quite good enough to cash the top five, unfortunately. My edge boost double down of the day, Sammy Smith over Parker Kligerman. This one was minus 122. Did Sammy Smith race in this race, Rod? I'm uncertain because I never saw him. Things just went. I, I don't even know what happened. Like lap two, I think he had some issue. And then it was just he was laps down. He kept getting laps back and then getting lapped again and then getting laps back. And yeah, ends up in 13th place. Uh, never really has a shot at, at cash in this one, unfortunately. My, my fade Parker Kligerman angle didn't quite work out this weekend. Uh, man, Mike and I both were very, very high on Sammy Smith. We thought he was going to be the car to beat. Who knows if we would have been right or not. We never really got a chance to see it. He just His issue started so early in that race. I, I blocked it out of my mind. I can't even remember what happened to him because it was just so horrible, and I knew that everything was shot at that point in time. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, that's how it goes sometimes. Well, and for Sammy Smith, I mean, him and both Chandler, him and Chandler Smith had just rough days. And I think at one point they were even together in one of that. And so it was just a matter of them um, just not really having good days at all. And he ran shifter 75 laps, out. you know. Yeah, <laughs> so. It was shifter shifter issues for Sammy Smith uh, very early in the race. And yeah. then he just never, never recovered, fortunately. Uh, let's see. Next up. Mike gave out Justin Allgaier top five plus 140. Second place, that will cash that. Great call by Mike there. I gave out Josh Berry top five plus 225. Doubled up on our top five predictions. Hit both of these. Josh Berry finishes in fourth. Uh, Junior Motorsports, second, third, and fourth in this. After a win last week, things are definitely looking up. Brandon Jones, 13th. That might be his best finish of the season. <laughs> it's been rough for Brandon Jones, but the other three JRM cars all looked very good. Um, so, yeah, solid hits there. Both two two plus money top five hits to hit uh, two of the three. I mean, really, we gave out three top five hits, and they finished, all three of them finished in the top six. The one with that was the lowest number is the one that didn't cash. We actually hit the, the two higher numbered ones. So, we'll take that a plus 140 for Allgaier, plus 225 for Barry. Uh, we, we were in sync on our top fives this week, uh, Mike and I were. I love it. I mean, and again, these guys, they weren't, it wasn't like they snuck into it either. They were around the whole damn yeah. day up front. So, and that, that front pack was just, you know, it was, it was a crazy front pack and, and uh, the, um, the broadcast nailed it too for a hot second where they were talking about, look at this top 10. Like if you'd have told me that this was the top 10 going into this well, race. The, yeah. The great thing we talked about this too on the show was, no cup series guys, right? AJ Allmendinger graduated. Ty Gibbs graduated. No cup ringers in this. Like, there was not just a a road course all star in this race. It's just your regular Xfinity Series guys battling it out 
not going to get that this week. There's like 10 cup guys in the Xfinity race at Sonoma. It's ridiculous how many cup guys are in that race. But uh, are you typing, Rod, or am I typing? I don't know what the hell is No, you got – you have you have the uh, – you have the – what do you call it on? Oh, <laughs> Look the at type you. to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a lot of words really fast just popping up in the document for some reason. <laughs> we have our that really <laughs> threw me off. I was like, what is going on? Behind uh, the scenes, we've got our Google Doc pulled out. <laughs> Apparently, Cody's got the the uh, voice translator going. That's what I get for having it on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and it's I texting. just looked down and I'm like, is Rod trying to send me a message? But that is like way too many words popping up. I'm dictating everything you're saying it's, into the uh, doc. Yeah, it's been a long day. I'm uh, really tired. So uh, but no, and the racing we got at the end of each stage, like passes for the win on both stages. John Hernemacek almost gets it on the first one. And then the second stage, he gets it and then he loses it back. And it just, yeah, crazy. It ends up. John, that's when John Hunter and Creed. Well, that's what I was going to say. Their, uh, we haven't yep, even talked about the payback on the track. Not just for, look, everybody was getting everybody was, back. Everybody teammates <laughs> teammates were going at it, too. Yes, the Gibbs guys yeah, were going yeah, at yeah, it. Yeah, because it was, was it John Hunter and Sammy Smith? Ended up kind of getting into it at the end. It, tempers were flaring. There was never really, uh, did anybody ever get a big lead in this race? I, don't, no. I think maybe Allgaier at one point had three like a couple seconds. seconds. He had a three-second lead. Yeah, it, it never got where somebody was really running away. Yeah, We had the stage breaks. Obviously, that will not be a thing at Sonoma this week. We'll talk about that uh, you know, on the on the upcoming shows this week. But uh, yeah, I did think that uh, that it was very, very great racing throughout the day. It was never somebody just ran away with it. I, Creed, I think, led the most laps most likely. I don't have that pulled up, but uh, but he probably had the best car on the day, but it was never for sure he was going to win, and, and there were multiple guys up in there uh, at the end. Yeah, Creed, um, Creed led 47 laps, Allgaier 23, and then yeah. Custer 5 and Nemechek 2. Yeah, so, uh, okay, and then so Mike gave out Austin Hill plus 600. Again, a nice solid bet. Hill ends up with a solid fifth place finish he was in there at the mix at the end again when these leaders are wrecking each other anybody you just got to be in position to get in there hill could have been that guy sammy smith he got in on that early in the week at 10 to 1 didn't work out so well justin allgaier this was the great great call out by mike 11 to 1 with the boost on caesars i think he was plus 700 plus 650 most places you had the boost that put you up to 11 to 1 this had a chance. Was all I think Allgaier might have been the guy leading at the end of regulation, technically, mm -hmm. uh, before he we went into overtime. Obviously, then gets screwed by overtime and, and the dive bomb by Parker Kligerman. Uh, so that was unfortunate. I had Sammy Smith plus 700. By the time I got to him, his number had dropped a little. Again, shifter issues early. But two super value bets here. I got Josh Berry 20 to 1, Sam Mayer 22 to 1. They finish fourth and third, respectively. Again, my my thought on this was they could be there at the end, and I said this on the show, if it comes to the late in the race and the leaders take each other out, one of these guys could sneak through and win the race. We get to the end of the race, the leaders take each other out, and these guys are right there in the mix. It could have happened. We get one more overtime. Maybe it ends up Sam Mayer had a long day to get there. He started 36th place, fought his way up through the field all day long. Ends up in the mix at the end. He is a very good road course racer. We'll see what the odds look like this week. I have a feeling he's going to be a guy we're going to be talking about. Josh Berry continues to just be consistent. I think he was six for eight finishing in the top 10 at road courses coming into this race or 
something close to that was a stat Mike had brought. Uh, obviously, that continues to grow. So again, it's been a very, very tough year for outrights as far as just hitting the right guys in the right weeks has not been super easy to do. Um, and I thought I was listening to the teardown, uh, Jeff Gluck and Jordan Bianchi's podcast that they always do, you know, Sunday nights after the race. And uh, Bianchi ha- had this quote. He said, it really sometimes feels like we don't know anything at all. <laughs> and I just thought that that kind of spoke perfectly to you can do all this research and, and like everything that goes into this. And then sometimes it's just like, how, how could you have predicted this to happen? You know, and it's like, there's nothing you could have done to predict exactly what happened here because it, it was nothing from the past, which is, I just thought it was, it was very fitting and spoke to me when he said that. But uh, overall, again, I think this Xfinity series race was a success. We hit quite a few of these bets, had some nice plus monies, hit a couple of these head to heads as well. Um, and again, it, it sucks to not hit the outrights, but to have the good value sitting there means that you went through the process to have all guy at 11 to one was an outstanding bet given out by Mike to have Barry, to have mayor 20 to one, both plus finishing the top five at the end. Not much more you can ask for, for long shot bets like that. So again, I think that this was a, a successful week of betting and, uh, yeah, uh, Back-to-back weeks on road courses, too, for Xfinity. That's going to be interesting to break down. Again, it's almost a completely different field with all the Cup guys, and and we'll get into that on, on Wednesday's Xfinity Series show. So make sure you tune back in for that. But uh, it's going to be going to be a fun week as they as they go back to back on the road courses. Yeah, and again, Portland was a blast to watch, anyways, because it just felt like they really did their best to to just be nice to each other until they weren't. You know, that was the thing, too. They were racing well, and then temper started to flare, especially, you know, look, I'm telling you, those those stationary uh, uh, those stationary pit stops are always so difficult because those guys are sitting in their car, and they don't get to do anything but sit there and wait, maybe have a drink of water, or maybe have a snack or something, but that's a long time to just sit there and wait to get back out on the track, and, you know, especially when you're pissed off and you've, and you've just had something happen to you or... You just lost a stage because you you lost it on the last lap. It's just there's so much to think about when you're just sitting there, um, which is why I think that race got progressively more chippy as it all went down. But uh, again, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the races, and yeah, I mean, I'm glad you guys handicapped it the way you did because obviously there was a lot of good bets in there and uh, a lot of good stuff. So yeah, but again, I mean, watching this without anything on it, it just kind of makes you sit there and and go, I wonder what I would have done had I been uh, able to, to put some bets on this because it, it probably would have made the whole experience a lot more different again uh, to, to watch this road race. But I got to, I got to watch everybody beating and banging and go, oh, man, that must have sucked for whoever had Parker Kligerman. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I honestly thought about you right away, too, when Kligerman was running that well. I was like, they had Kligerman all over the place, and, and that was yep. they were probably was, cheering I, and having a good I, time. I, I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop on Kligerman. Like I was just waiting for something to break. So, I mean, the he- <laughs> to have problems like the 11 car had where it just goes up in flames all of a sudden. Oh my God. I know. Uh, just, yeah. Like what <laughs> the safety crew's response to that was interesting. Like he jumps out of the car. It's clearly on fire. They're kind of like just walking over. He points like, to, he's like, uh, there's, there's a fire, like it's fire. A fucking fire up here. Like, and they're just like, uh, and they're like, like just took their sweet ass. I was like, 
the car's on fire. Like, let's maybe put that out. Jeez. <laughs> nah, and then you saw the grass was on fire too at one point. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was interesting. Again, this was a great race. Um, I, it'll be fun with the the Cup guys and and all these really good road course guys this weekend too. But it was nice to have just the Xfinity guys on a different type of track where we hadn't really seen without. Uh, I mean, even last year when it was just Xfinity guys, there was AJ and there was Ty who are just so much better than everyone else like everybody was kind of on a level playing field this weekend made that race even more enjoyable and and again it paid off like all throughout the race both stages were great to the end nobody really ever ran away with it ended up with a great finish uh so overall yes this was a was an outstanding race in my opinion i concur uh, all right we'll head back over to the st louis area when we come back let's take one more break and thank you very much. I know last week the YouTube thing did not work out very well. Apologies for that. Obviously, me being out of town, a little bit difficult to try to uh, upload videos and download videos. So apologies, Grandma. You did not get to pay attention to a YouTube video. You could not have us droning on in the background while you knitted. I'm sorry. We'll make that up for you. We'll start this week. More YouTube videos just for you, Granny. You can have some fun with us as well. But everybody else out there that is not a grandmother, thank you for watching. Thank you for supporting the YouTube channel. Again, we will crank it back up again this week. Uh, you do see that I'm wearing my Scott Fishbowl t-shirt. Got my invite today. Very happy about that. So if you didn't watch the YouTube video, you wouldn't know what I'm talking about. Uh, but do that anyways. So... Uh, did I make it awkward enough for everybody? I think that is the most important part of this ad read in particular. Make it awkward for you. <sighs> Good night, Grandma. Go to sleep. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning. Give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. Feel like I could have used a couple of old fashions watching this cup race that people needed to cool down. They needed to cool off. The tire rotors, my friend, were the, the star of the show at this race. Uh, it was amazing to me. For, for this to come down to brake rotors just popping like they were popcorn all over this. Uh, of course, it was the Enjoy Illinois 300 from the... Or, or if you listen to the DFS show, it was the Will LaJoy Enjoy Illinois Oof, 300. Boy, I don't think he... Was, uh, that was a great one by, by John Ginder there. He, uh, <laughs> he came up with that. I thought it was pretty catchy. But, uh, yeah, kind of a mouthful. I don't think he enjoyed it either. But, uh, yeah, not really. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was scheduled for 240 laps around the mile point two paved track for 300 miles. You got bonus miles because what race cannot go into overtime this weekend? 243, officially the total on that one. Kyle Busch, your winner. And um, dare I Three say. Three wins, Rod. What did we say remember, at the beginning of the season? Remember in November. All the way back in November when we gave him out after the season ended 20 to 1 to win the championship 
holding tightly to that ticket. Um, I know that NASCAR's interns would have told you two races ago, two wins ago, that he was locked into the playoffs. But with three wins, he is for sure locked into the playoffs. Um, and so, yeah, it's man, there's some some good value on that. He's obviously racking up some uh, some pretty good uh, playoff points. I thought Denny Hamlin made a really good point on his podcast, Actions Detrimental, this week. Um, he was talking about Kyle Busch, and it, he said that if you go back and look at wherever Reddick was good last year, Kyle Busch has been good at those tracks. Where Reddick wasn't as good, Kyle Busch hasn't been, because it's been like big swings or, or big misses with them. Like They've either been really good in a win, obviously three wins, or they've had really bad weeks a lot. So going to be something to watch as we go forward. I think from a betting aspect, that's a great call out by Denny. Go back and look, and if Reddick did good at that track the previous season, it seems like that eight team just has a really good notebook on certain tracks. They've obviously got some setup stuff figured out, trying to figure out the tracks where Reddick wasn't as good still. But if Reddick was good there last year, it seems like Bush ends up being good there um, and ends up having a pretty good day. So something to watch for sure. Uh, like you said, brake rotors, story of the day, four different cars blew their brake rotors. Uh, the 42 of Gregson, hard, hard hit for him. Going to have to figure out to steer into the wall next time like mm -hmm. some of these other guys did. That's You can tell the difference in the veterans and the rookies, right? The guys who have done it a long time, uh, they were driving into the wall to slow themselves down. Uh, he, I think what he tried to do was was probably a, a decent move at some tracks. You know, Hook it into the grass and spin out to slow yourself down. That did not work. He took a hard hit. Luckily, again, he was okay. Um, and then both, uh, let's see, both the 2311 cars, uh, Tyler Reddick and Bubba Wallace, both of them, Blue Rotors, both of them were having pretty good days. Bubba was up in top 10. I think Bubba's was like four to go, too. Yeah. Top 10 day, solid run for him. Uh, that got ended late there. And then Carson Hosevar oh. filling in in the seven car for Corey LaJoy, running top 15 all day long, outrunning LaJoy in the nine car. Looked really good. Blows the brake rotor, smashes into the wall. Unfortunately, ended his day early as well. Um, but very impressive for his first start. Never been in the Cup Series. I think he's got three Xfinity Series starts under his belt. He's only been racing in the Truck Series. He had a good solid top five finish in the Truck Series. Yet again, Hosovar going to be a guy we're going to be talking about a lot, a lot, a lot going forward. Um, but yes, and then I wanted to update also um, a member of the 43 team was taken to the hospital. Uh, Thomas Hatcher, the front tire changer, was injured on pit road. What exactly happened? Nobody seems to know. I've not seen any video. On the broadcast, they had brought up that they thought Austin Dillon got into him, and then they walked that back. Later, the three teams said, hey, there was no contact. It sounded like maybe he collided with another pit crew guy. I'm not sure. But he was taken to the hospital was treated and released from St. Louis University Hospital, um, and he's back home in North Carolina. So that's good news, of course. Always scary when when a crew guy gets injured, gets having has to take you know an ambulance ride to the hospital. And uh, but also great to see somebody from Tyler Reddick's crew, a different manufacturer for now, right? They're going to be Toyota next year, but a different manufacturer, a different team. The 45 car was out of the race. He jumped in. It's amazing how many times I've seen over the years. You see it especially at local tracks, like a guy gets damaged in the A main, has to pull down, and there's like 40 guys from all these different cars, different teams, guys he's competing against, 
their team is coming over and there's just guys swinging away and trying to fix these cars, get them back out there. Um, I think that's something that the racing community has always had that sportsmanship and that, yes, you're competitors, but at the end of the day, we want to compete with you on the track, not just beat you because you had damage because somebody got hurt. Uh, so for, for that crew member to jump in uh, and, and finish out the day with the 40, uh, 43 team was great, I think. Yeah, I mean, that was a pretty scary thing. Obviously, red flagging the race for, for that, too, because... Or were they, did they red flag? Yeah, they red flagged think, it. Yeah, I think they did. They, because, ref, they uh, red yeah, flagged they the race. Pull the ambulance. Yeah, uh, they red yeah. flagged the race for lightning, too. A lot, well, they... <laughs> Yeah, they that, red flag the race for a lot of things. Yeah, we we our show is under the red flag right now because it's yeah, just it's, that's the way it works. But it's crazy. So you go from the Coke Six Hundred, the longest race of the year, to, to a three hundred mile race, which, as far as oval distance, the shortest oval distance you're going to race all season, and that race still was like over six hours from from the time the green flag dropped. You get one lap in, Reddick has an issue, then it's the lightning hold. Then we had multiple hours. red th- flags throughout the day, and it was just. Yeah, the whole thing. I did, before we jump into the bets, I wanted to point out DFS this week. It was an absolute great week. I, I had the best week I've had in quite some time. Uh, had John Ginder on, he's been talking shit forever, trying to get on the, the DFS show. Was glad to have him on, but there were some really good call-outs. He had Joey Logano. Uh, Matt Sells also called Joey Logano out. Joey Logano, a nice solid third-place finish. Um, but where we really killed it was our cheap guys. Michael McDowell, 5,700. He ends up finishing in ninth place. Saw quite a few people out there that had top 10 tickets on him. Congrats to you if you had him. Started 21st, uh, too, by the way. Yeah, That's where it really, had, yeah. Had to fight. Got in a couple of scary things for a minute. He got chastained at one point, right? Sitting on old tires up front, but ends up rallying. Uh, nice, solid day. And then I had given out Gilland, 5,600. Uh, and Todd Gilland does it again. A nice, solid 15th place run. That 38 car seems to be good week in and week out. Zane Smith is going to be in that 38 car on a road course this weekend. I'm excited to see those top 10 odds because that might be a place I'm going to be going. Um, I know we don't usually recap the DFS too much. Again, we do it early in the week. It's kind of guys to watch. Depends on starting positions and stuff. But wanted to point out this week just because it was a very, very successful weekend at DFS. Well, not surprised. You had two of the brightest DFS minds in NASCAR on the same show. Of course, you guys well, come up with some good stuff. I don't know if I'd give John that much credit. Ah, <laughs> oh, just kidding, John. <laughs> I got to say that because you're not here to defend yourself. So. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, how'd you do on the bets? I, I feel like you placed some good ones here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Matt Sells uh, jumped on with me over on the betting episode. Appreciate him for joining me. My fellow fellow Husker live here in the same town. So, might uh, actually, I think we're both going out to the High Limits Racing uh, Series tomorrow night. Or, yeah, tomorrow night, Tuesday night, whatever you're listening to this might be tonight at this point. Uh, but Kyle Larson's High Limits Series is going to be out at Eagle Raceway. Might run into Matt over there. So it uh, would be great to meet him in person since we live in the same city. But I was glad for him to, uh, to join me here. He had Harvick over Chastain. Minus 115 over on DraftKings. Um, I posted the milk carton in the Discord earlier today. It's got the watermelon man on it. He seems to be missing Rod. Not really much to be heard from Ross yet again this week. He did start in eighth place. That was about his foray in the top 10. You didn't hear much from him after that. Uh, Chastain McDowell at one point-ish. Maybe that could have been blamed on McDowell. I don't know that was necessarily completely Chastained, but uh, they had their little small beef there. But 
This one easily cashed for Matt. Um, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you on Chastain. I, I I called it out a couple of weeks ago. I said, look, he got smacked pretty hard. He got smacked on the nose, right? Hey, he's when not. You take your dog. You take your dog and you get him neutered and you bring him home. He's not the same for a little while, right? Mm-hmm. He's got to get that fight back in him. But he's. I mean, right now he's tiptoeing. Eggshells hurt when you walk too hard on him, and that's what's going on with him right now. You're not seeing that same sort of, you know, I'm going to put it wherever I want, and these guys are going to have to go around me. You know, like you said, with McDowell, that little brush up. And then even then, it was like that was it. That The fight was out of him after that. There was nothing left in, in Chastain to fight with anybody for the rest of the day. So, I mean, again, we're going to – that's what we're going to be doing for the rest of this, this year until we see it again. Chastain will be fully faded. Yeah, and we're going to a road course where, where he's likely going to get good odds again from the books because he won a road course last season. Just going to continue to fade him, I think, going forward. Speaking of fading him, I had Martin Truex Jr. over him at minus 120. Again, an easy cash. Truex top five all day long. Started fifth, ended fifth. Uh, he was probably fifth in both stages. He actually wasn't, but he was fourth in stage one. Uh, outside the top 10 in stage two, but ends up coming back and finishing in fifth place. Um, but this, again, was an easy cash. Um, just wasn't really close all day. Matt had gave out Christopher Bell top five plus 165. Been a rough couple of weeks for Christopher Bell. He just seems to continue to find problems. I say that, but he still finished 11th. Not a horrible end to his day. Uh, just had had some issues throughout the day to not quite get into the top five. I had Brad Keselowski and all six cylinders he was racing on. That car was so slow. Every time they show the leaders passing him, it's just like, they zoom, zoom. <laughs> just like barely getting around the track. But that's why these guys stay out there. That's why these teams try to fix things, get back out. He ends up passing a ton of cars late. He ended up on the lead lap again at one point by just getting lucky dogs after all those cautions. Ends up finishing 28th on six cylinders. A solid points day for the six team. When every point matters, especially with all these different winners we've had, it's it was a great effort by that team. Um, so I had him over Chase Briscoe. Obviously, only six cylinders. He didn't beat... Oh, of course he did. Of course he beat Chase Briscoe because Chase Briscoe sucks. Uh, they say that he ran something over when Carson Hosevar's brakes exploded. Wait, did he run? Really did care. he run over the debris from the last race? What was the debris? For the- I, I think he ran over the uh, counterfeit part that wasn't helping him Ooh. for that. But, uh, <laughs> no, he hit what because- the Legacy Motorsports Club hit last week. Yeah, exactly. It's funny because like 30th did not finish the race. 31st, but you got to go all the way down. Reddick third or Briscoe 34th. He was running at the end, but uh, he was like 50 laps down or so. Uh, so easy cash on Brad Keselowski over Chase Briscoe there. Uh, I did, didn't really have to sweat. I'm trying to remember. I think Keselowski might have had the cylinder issues before. His was pretty early in the it day. It was way that. early. It was like the uh, first. So few I was laps. like, fuck, here we go. And like, and Briscoe had not looked bad. He was pretty fat. I think he was like, top 10 in, in practice and i'm like gosh but then no it just he didn't have anything after that so again fading briscoe once again was profitable uh matt had given out alex bowman top 10 at plus 110 um bowman was running up there until very late i'm not exactly sure what happened at the end but he ended up getting beat by ty Dillon, which is weird um so i I, I'm not even sure what happened to Bowman at the end. He was 
he was top 15 towards the end of that race. So I don't know what the deal was. He ends up behind Yaley, behind Dylan, right ahead of McLeod. So obviously had an issue uh, in overtime there, I guess. Um, but my edge boost double down play of the day was Bubba Wallace over Chase Briscoe. This was not anywhere close. Bubba Wallace so fast. Luckily, Briscoe did have the problems he had because Wallace, with four laps to go, blew that brake rotor, ends up finishing in 30th place. Not a good day by him, but good enough to, again, beat Briscoe. So fading Chase Briscoe, once again, very profitable. Um, as far as the recaps go, four for four on head-to-heads at this point in time. Coming up on one that did not cash, unfortunately, but not because it wasn't a good pick. Just bad circumstances, but uh, a very, very solid day for picks uh, this week. Speaking of that, Matt had Joey Logano, top five, plus 150. This one cashed. Again, I talked about it, him and Ginder, both on Joey Logano this weekend uh, and behind the scenes. The episode had not been released yet, so when John, John Ginder brought it up on the DFS show, he hadn't listened to <laughs> the uh the cup series pick so he didn't know that matt was going to be on it as well so i think both those guys landing on him was very nice reassuring and that one did cash at plus 150 i had ricky stenhouse over eric Jones minus 130 this was cashing all day again not even close stenhouse another impressive run was doing so well then austin Cindric and austin dylan's uh pissing match got in the way and Ricky Stenhouse, a victim of those circumstances, ends up finishing 32nd in the accident. Eric Jones, an 18th place finish, but again, it's kind of where you expected him to be. Uh, Stenhouse was running extremely good all day. He was sixth place in stage two. Uh, again, he was he was up there a majority of the day. He started 12th place. Again, another strong, solid start for him. A 47 team has been looking good. This was the correct bet easily. Uh, just... Again, you get screwed by circumstances sometimes. That's going to happen and uh, happened here in this one, unfortunately. Yeah, I felt bad because you're right. That that 47, and even the broadcasters were all over him too. They're like, oh, look at Ricky Stenhouse over here, my, you know, chipping away at everybody. And they, he was moving pretty nicely. And yeah, just when you get when you get caught up in other people's nonsense. And, and it wasn't even as if Austin Dillon like, had anything anything well and so so nascar has actually said that they are reviewing that accident because obviously chase Elliott just got suspended so all the smoke is well if anybody wrecks anybody there's differences in wrecks i think that that needs to be pointed out but the data does seem to suggest that cindric wrecked dylan on purpose but uh, the severity of the accident wasn't there i don't think they suspend him i think that would be a, a bad mistake but it is under review I would assume we'll find out Wednesday. At this point, into Tuesday, we have not heard anything about penalties. Um, so I, I don't. I don't think, if anything, maybe a monetary fine. But I don't think that that he'll be suspended. But I do want to point out that it is under review. So we could come back tomorrow and be talking about that more. I don't think we will. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, Stenhouse, of course, had to be the guy that got caught up in that. Otherwise, he would have easily cashed that bet for us. Um, this was another good one by Matt here. He had AJ Allmendinger top ten plus 750 this one had some legs this is the most life i've seen out of aj allmendinger he must realize that road courses are coming up to hopefully save his season uh but there was some life from him ends up in 14th he started 11th uh kind of hanging around in that top 15 all day long had his opportunities didn't quite get up there but again at 
At plus 750, I think that there was really good value there. He also gave out Bubba Wallace for a top five, plus 450. This one was cashing, right? It looked good. Bubba was for sure going to finish in the top 10. Again, that brake break rotor exploding late. Just a few laps to go. It is. It happens. It is what it is. That's, that's just kind of how it goes, unfortunately. Did not cash. I had Christopher Busher, top 10, plus 140. Another one that had some legs and was so close. Busher ends up in 12th, just outside of the top 10. Unfortunately, did not cash. Another solid value bet. Todd Gilland, 14 to 1 for a top 10 rod. Ends up in 15th place. Again, I, I I feel like, maybe I didn't, I have to go back and listen. I feel like I said, if we get some chaos at the end of this race, he could survive it and work his way up there. We got a lot of chaos, right? We had what, five restarts in the last, whatever, 20 laps or whatever it was. Um, and, and Gilland held his own, worked his way up there, was oh so close. 14 to one, that would have been nice. Like I said, I, I know there was a lot of people in the industry that had McDowell top 10 finish. Um, that I don't think the odds were obviously at 14 to one, but I think was a pretty solid payday for a lot of people. So that was good to see. Yeah. And really, again, all those restarts at the end just kind of reshuffled this deck over and over and over again, because it was, you know, top five. It wasn't as if it was like back markers that were making some of these mistakes or, or having these issues. These are cars that were running fairly well. You talked about Bubba having that issue and he was running well inside of uh, of the top ten and in the top five at points, um, and you Reddick, know, Reddick as well. Reddick, I mean, he yeah, running up there. And Hosevar even was fifteenth, I think, when mm -hmm. when his rotor uh, rotor blew. So and he was excited about that. He was happy running fifteenth, obviously. Yeah, you know, He's, he was having a great day. Yeah. Um. So for winning picks, uh, again, another one that was uh just right there had a chance. Uh, Matt gave out Denny Hamlin eleven to one. Hamlin, I think, finished in third. Sec Actually, he did finish second. Yeah, he finished second. Um, yeah, so he was right there. Uh, he had his chances on some of those restarts. Larson was really holding him up. Larson was just trying to hang on with those old tires. If Denny could have gotten around him a little bit earlier, I think he would have had something for Kyle Busch, um, but wasn't able to do so. He also gave out Joey Logano 10-1. to 1. Again, Logano finished in third, so the second and third place finishers. Both at 10 to 1 or more. Great calls by him. I had Kevin Harvick at 15 to 1. Harvick, I don't think, really ever had a chance to win this race. Another solid top 10 finish for him. But uh, again, it's you're never going to get us to argue when you want to bet on Kevin Harvick. He gave out Bubba Wallace at 40 to 1. Both of us were actually on that. We came out to that independently. Bubba had a nice fast car again. Um, maybe had circumstances been a little different at the end. He'd have had a chance. I don't think anybody really had anything for Kyle Bush at the end of that. But. Uh, I had William Byron seven to one. This one had its chances where it looked good. One of he ended up. I'm trying to remember exactly how it worked out. At one point at the end there, he had the lead for a little while. I think that's when they a lot of people pitted and a couple guys stayed out. That was like the first bad pit stop his pickers had ever. I think, uh, but had a bad pit stop, sent him back a little bit. Then he just lost a ton of spots at one point. Ended up hitting again, fought his way back, ends up in eighth place. Uh, again, I don't think it's ever a bad thing to bet on William Byron at this point. He continues to show he has speed. He was running up front at points. Um, well, he led, he led 30 laps in yeah. this race, and he was leading up until uh, the lap 178, which you do right. That's the pit stop where he blew it. His pit stop blew it, and, and he came out 
you know, well within not where he was at before, and he lost the yep. lead that, on that pit stop. That's what cost him. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, had we not had those late cautions, things could have been a lot different. I still think that was a good bet. Truex, 11-1. to Again, top five. So we had three guys in the top five at 10-1 to or more. Again, you, we didn't hit the outright this week, but the process has been there. The, the We've been correct on on these bets, and, and these guys were going to be good. We knew they were going to be good. We knew they were going to have their chances. Again, we didn't hit the right guy, but we were very close, uh, and I think that that continues to be a positive thing to take away from. And like I mentioned before, Bubble Wall is 40 to 1. Um, uh, again, I think that there was just too much value on that one. And again, he was showing he had a fast car. Reddick had a very fast car at points as well. So uh, I think that that was a good call out by both of us. Look, you had that bullseye surrounded. I mean, there was there was shots all over that, and then you just almost had it. You know, you drawing your arrows, and you're you're right, you're almost there. Uh, just obviously couldn't couldn't quite get it. But that's all right. Again, you know, all, all we do next week is we head out to Sonoma and uh, and we you know re rack them and do it all over again. Try to find some good bets out in Sonoma, but. Again, it wasn't speaking like you guys. Of, speaking of heading out to Sonoma, literally. Mm, mm. Oh, I am, yes. I am Rod there. is going to be there. Boots on the ground. Got Boots. his uh, his uh, media credentials approved. I'm uh, I'm excited to see things through your uh, your lens at, at Sonoma, Rob. I can't wait. I already told you I'm going to jump in a car. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a ride with Kyle Larson. We're gonna we're gonna there have some go. fun. Uh, <laughs> then then that'll be the last time you ever see me. On this show, oh, we'll see and that. Then, uh, I'm gonna say we'll see that video clip plenty of times. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That'll that'll live on in infamy. You like the guy that stole the pace car at uh, Talladega many years ago? Hey, it's like my good friend says: don't be memorable, be legendary. That's that's how it's uh, that's how it's got to be. Go. So there you go. Um. All right. Well, let's put uh, Gateway and Portland behind us, and like uh, Cody said, we'll turn our attention to Sonoma this coming week for the uh, Xfinity. First time ever Xfinity is going to be on a on Sonoma, which is crazy. I mean, obviously, we've got plenty of road courses to handicap, but this will be their first time on Sonoma. Trucks taking a break. Uh, taking a break for a couple yeah, of weeks. trucks are off until yeah. June 23rd, I think. Crazy. So they've got a solid couple of weeks. The Cup, Cup and Xfinity both off next week, so it'll be a, a total bye week. We've still got some shows planned for sure. Talk some future bets. Some updates on the season for sure. So stick around. But uh, yeah, it's gonna. I'm gonna be real sad with no racing next week. Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna be different because uh, there no no we will, F1 uh, either. I think huh? There is. I do think that there is an IndyCar race. So yeah, that's uh hopefully maybe we can do an IndyCar episode uh, that week as well because why not? Yeah, we will have uh, the Grand Prix at Road America. So yeah, yeah why not? Track Let's that, do that. Uh, track we've been familiar with. So uh, yeah, so I guess as long as we have some odds out. Uh, Stand by for an IndyCar episode next week. Yeah, fine. Let's do that. Well, yeah, because there's well, no F1 uh, next week either. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, fun. That's a uh, hey. Give IndyCar their week to shine. I like it. Beautiful. And we can find some other odds. Let's let's do that too. I don't care. That's right. We'll, exactly. we'll find some rabbit odds. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> all right. Listen. Uh, let's let's go ahead and let everybody go and uh, send everybody on their way. Once again, I'll be I'll be here all week, ladies and gentlemen. I will be back all week. I'm such a relief. <laughs> I'm just saying, like I'm not. I don't have any any obligations to take me away from everybody, uh, and I'm thrilled to be back. So thanks everybody. Thanks Cody for holding down the show. Thanks uh, to all of the guests. Thanks to Mike. Thanks to Derek. Uh, thanks to uh, Gindy as well. And then uh, who was the last one? Matt. Uh, yep. Thanks to Matt as well for for holding it. You guys. 
Don't even know how much of a relief it is to know that the show's in good hands uh, when I'm away. But, uh, yeah, let's have some fun this week in Sonoma as I get ready to get the hell up out of there and have some fun with all of the uh, all the folks in wine country. All right, Cody, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yeah, follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, had an Edge Boost article actually come out this Ooh. morning on Monday morning. Uh, covers five different sports, five different futures bets, a couple of ways to use your edge boost, double up to bet on those, a couple of ways to hedge them if you feel the need to. Uh, so there's NFL, MLB, uh, college football, and then, of course, I mean, I had to sneak them in, Rod, F1, and a truck series future bet. Ooh. Go check those out. Uh, that was pretty. That was a pretty fun article to write where you had five different sports all combined into one thing. So, uh yeah, check that out on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Uh, and you can find all my other work there. Got some NFL stuff coming up again. Got all kinds of, uh, uh, I've heard some some rumblings of maybe some more IndyCar articles coming soon. I know a lot of you have been wanting that. So I uh, think we finally got them talked back into that. So stay tuned. Uh, lots lots of more fun stuff coming out there. But yes, follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. Make sure you follow the show at NASCAR Gambling. I have a feeling Rod might be taking over that feed this weekend and uh sharing some fun uh, fun pictures and videos. Damn right. You're going to see an empty glass of wine. Several empty glasses Ooh. of wine is what you're <laughs> going to see. Uh, and then me staggering onto the track, and uh, that'll be it. So follow me on Twitter. Follow all the fun on Twitter at RJ Gomez, and, of course, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Uh, there's a link in my bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's in between me and the back road. It's my week again. Hey, go figure. It's my week on the week of the race. I'll be there. That's fine. And then, of course, now I'm back in the saddle. I can write once more for for frequency's sake. Uh, check that out as well. We'll be back tomorrow with some odds for the cup race. And until then, ladies and gentlemen, let's go racing once more and let it ride.